Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Thinking and Drinking. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about gender, desire, and double standards. What, you didn't think I was going to get academic about it? Well, it's coming. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a beverage, and let's get to it. Before we get started, please be advised that this week's episode contains mentions of things like sexual assault and harassment. If that brings up bad brain stuff for you, um, it's okay for you to step away. Please take care of yourself, and I'll see you next week. Now on to the talk. Um, It's no secret that I spend way too much time on Twitter. I mean, I can't help it. For me, it's a fascinating lens through which I can study different levels of human behavior, whether it's interpersonal, on a conversational level, to the larger social phenomenon. And it's kind of like an ichthyologist studying the movement patterns of, uh, of um, what are the fish called? Uh, what are they called? Uh, herring, yes. Curtains of herring moving through the water. And did I just compare certain parts of the internet to small, oily fish? Yes, I did. Deal with it. But it's not all academic all the time. Uh, I use it to keep in touch with some really good friends and to yell with each other about hockey or whatever other things that we happen to like, and uh, also to follow some of my favorite musicians and the things they're doing, and to look at pictures of cute animals. It's good that way. Now, every once in a while, I come across a gold nugget of information uh, that gets sifted from the pile, even when I'm not doing capital R research. The problem with it is, is that uh, if I'm not doing research, I forget to bookmark it for later reference. That happened last week when I was going about my regular Thirsty Goblin business, and I happened along a quote that I'm kicking myself for not screen capping, because I would love to be able to, to cite it accurately and to give proper credit. So here it is, paraphrased. A woman is usually either too young or too old to enjoy something. There is a brief time in her 20s when she is neither too old nor too young, and then another period afterward when the two states overlap. To put it another way, rarely are women at a state in their lives where they are allowed to be witnessed enjoying anything from which they derive personal satisfaction. This is, of course, largely dependent upon the society which they're a part of. Now, um, obviously I can't speak for everyone. I may be American, queer, disabled, and uh, female presenting, but even so, I enjoy a certain level of insulation that many people don't. So everything that I'm saying here is presented through that lens, so keep that in mind and your mileage may vary. Anyway, there really is a certain point in your life where if you're female presenting, you're expected to publicly stop enjoying things. And if you must enjoy them, you will enjoy them within the bounds of decorum. Respectfully, quietly, and certainly not lustfully. The kinds of restrictions that American society puts on women's behavior makes me think of the urban legend that Victorians used to put, uh, what was it? 
like cloth covers on their uh, on the legs of their furniture so that people would not see well that people would not see like a piano stool leg and start thinking of impure thoughts well that oh, that's an urban legend and it's been disproven countless times but well it does bring a whole new meaning to god would doesn't it on a sidebar uh thinking of uh, thinking about the victorians don't believe what you've heard that they're a bunch of prudes just uh google it for yourself what they did in their spare time and uh you'll see trust me but back to the main topic uh, women are policed from a very young age about how, about how they should act and present themselves. And uh, it's quite frankly an unhealthy scoop of bullshit. And, you know, it's really even gotten worse. Uh, just Google school dress code violations and you'll see some stuff that is just really ridiculous. And we're talking about girls here. Uh, girls, technically still children, who are being sent home for the, uh, for the offense of showing a bare shoulder, or oh god, a bra strap, or ye gods and small fishes being busty or plus sized. What the actual fuck? The rationale for things like school dress codes is that certain things like exposed shoulders or bra straps will cause boys to get distracted by sexual thoughts. Now, this just blows my mind. The only plausible reason I could think of that this would really need to be a thing is if some strapping young lad gets so turned on by the sight of a bare shoulder, I know, scandalous, that he's having so much trouble keeping blood diverted to his upstairs brain and he passes out. Wait, that isn't, that isn't a thing, is it? Oh, Jesus, I hope it's not. Ugh. Anyway, but seriously, if you look at what these young women are actually wearing when they get called out for violating dress codes, it just... its A lot of it's really quite sensible attire. Certainly nothing that you'd wear out on a night on the town. It just baffles me. And what's really sad is that these guidelines on... Well, these guidelines of modesty, they continue on past adolescence into adulthood. If you ever wear anything too form-fitting, uh, anything with a neckline cut too low, or even shoes past a certain heel height, you run the risk of being branded a, let's see here, um, tramp, slut, thought, or whatever the word du jour happens to be for, uh, for a misbehaving woman. And in case you haven't been paying attention, it's gotten so bad that, um, a common question that's posed to uh, to female victims in sexual assault is, what were you wearing? And heaven help you if you were wearing a skirt or a tank top. Now, um, I've been kind of snarky here for a minute, but let's just get, uh, let's just get serious. I, I am a military sexual assault survivor. And I can tell you that what you're wearing does not make a single fucking difference. I was wearing my uniform. It doesn't matter. Now that we've gotten that out in the open, think about how much further dignity policing extends. It goes on to behavior. If you're a woman and if you don't keep your desires under wraps, 
you run the risk of not being taken seriously. Like, even by doing this whole podcast, I run the risk of, you know, a future employer not taking me seriously, even though I'm discussing some pretty hefty academic ideas here and there. It's like, oh no, she's talking about butts. We can't trust her as an employee. Um, what else? Um, you also could get uh, accused of asking for attention um, or begging for attention. No, no. Trust me, um, if we want attention, we'll, we'll make it known. It's not just some passive thing. And in the absolute worst scenarios, you'll be, you know, you'll be told that because of, what, uh, because of the way that you were acting, you were asking for it. No. No, that, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. So, yeah, it is a, uh, it's a ruthless double standard, by the way. In case you've, in case you haven't been paying attention to that either, look at who America has in its uh, in its highest levels of leadership. We have a president in office who, when video was released of him saying that it's okay to grab women by the pussy, it was dismissed as locker room talk and thus not to be taken seriously. Um, also, we have a Supreme Court justice who had at least one, if not more, credible rape allegations against him, and yet somehow he became a Supreme Court justice. What the hell? Now, think about what happens if a woman, uh, if a woman who is in a leadership position on a national level uh, gets caught doing any of the, these things. Oh, wait. We do have an example. Uh, back back last year, uh, there was a congresswoman from California, Katie Hill. Uh, she was in the middle of a divorce with her husband, and he happened to pu uh, publish revenge porn photos. Yeah, revenge porn photos, because he was angry at her, of her having what could be seen as an inappropriate relationship with a junior staffer, who also happened to be a woman. Now, regardless of the fact that these were revenge porn photos, um, yeah. Uh, Katie Hill, she apologized, and she resigned. And she's still working on repairing her image from that. Why don't you think that we hold our male leaders to this, oh, to this same level of accountability? Just think about that for a moment and let it marinate. So now that you've thought a little bit about that double standard, um, one of the well, one of the responses that I've seen is that, well, if we were to hold everyone accountable, then we wouldn't have a government left because apparently everyone's dirty. Well, be that as it may, that's really not a good excuse. If everyone's dirty, then we really need to think about the caliber and quality of the people that we have in office. So yeah, put that under your hat for a little bit. And here you thought this was just going to be another one of my light-hearted rambles about butts. Well, sorry not sorry. I really don't care. This needed to be talked about. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that you can't think that someone is attractive, or even say so. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's definitely not okay to express your sentiment in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable. 
or in a way that well, in a way that abuses a relationship power dynamic. Think like in the workplace or, or even, you know, at school. A, uh, a superior subordinate relationship, you shouldn't abuse that power dynamic. That's what I'm saying. It's also not okay to assume that someone would be open to your advances just because of the way that they look, what they're wearing, their social status, anything like that. Just just don't be a fucking creeper, okay? So you might think that I am uh, going after one segment of the population unfairly. And, well, I'm not in this case. People on all aspects of the gender and sexuality spectrum are capable of doing and saying some nasty-ass shit. Just, uh, just go to BuzzFeed and look at their videos of celebrities reading thirst tweets. Um, yeah. Just because it comes from all sides of the spectrum, though, it doesn't really mean that it's right. It's, in the case of those videos, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of kind of gross. It's like, come on now. Really? Now, for all of you bitching about how the Me Too movement made it hard for you to get the ladies, think about this. Women are not things to be gotten. Also, if someone is grossed out by your behavior, um, it's pretty easy to tell, by the way, and they're not being a frigid bitch. It's you, Slimer. Knock it off. On the other hand, uh, I was out and about walking uh, earlier today, and some random guy passing by, he saw my Game of Thrones tank top here, and he paused, and then as soon as he got within earshot, he whispered in these tones of awe and reverence and respect, Halesi, before going about his business. And that was excellent. Well done. So, to wrap things up, it's one thing to think that another person is attractive. It's another thing to act on it. Um, again, I'm not saying that you aren't allowed to. I mean, who the fuck am I to say that you're not? But when you do choose to act, remember that you're dealing with another human being who has their own thoughts, wants, needs, and desires. They aren't an empty vessel for you to just dump your needs into. That's not how it works. Also, if you're going to be posting any of this shit on social media, um, <laughs> be aware that there's a pretty good chance that they're going to see it. I know this sounds pretty fucking obvious, right? But people just don't think about it. And then, wow, there it is. If the person you're talking about doesn't see it, well, they may have a, um, a social media intern whose job it is to sift through all of that. Please uh, spare a thought for the intern. Don't make them have to wash their eyes out with bleach. Just please don't think of it. Just think of the interns. Um, yeah. So... Also, coming from a uh, coming from a former former communications intern who had to police uh, some social media and sift through some of that crap, I have one piece of advice for you: 
thirst wisely, my friends. That's all I've got for you today. Be sure to come back next week for another episode of Thinking and Drinking.